Hi guys, welcome to the Powerful AF Podcast. My name is Bracey Dutton and I share on the internet how I healed my food addiction by ditching toxic thoughts and ingredients. This podcast is all about empowering you with the knowledge to get on the other side of food addiction. A lot of it has to do with food and a lot more of it has to do with healing our mindset. We'll talk about healing trauma, getting rid of those nasty limiting beliefs that are holding us back and how to fully step into your power and own your life. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, keep listening. Oh my gosh, guys, welcome back to my second ever episode on my podcast that I actually renamed and it is now called Powerful AF. And I don't think that name could be any more <laughs> me because if you know me and follow me, you know I love to cuss and I love this idea of it that was discussed in my healing food addiction support community yesterday that cussing is a form of releasing it could be negative energy it could be positive energy it's just a beautiful way of expressing yourself and a lot of people don't like that I cuss and I've really gotten to release the need to care about that because it's just authentically me, and I know that I'm not cussing in a way to be hateful or absolutely anything in that realm. It's very much me just being super passionate and expressing myself. So I cuss a lot. This is probably not a podcast that you will listen to with your kids around if you don't like for your kids to hear those things. Um, it's not like I cuss every other sentence. It, it might be once or twice throughout the whole podcast. It just depends how passionate I get. But disclaimer on that, and I'm just so excited to be recording this next episode and that I changed the name of the podcast to Powerful AF because my number one mission in all that I'm doing is for people to get how powerful they are. And that is super hard, at least for me. It was super hard to believe that I was powerful because I was so beaten down. Like I was, I had beaten myself down. I had been beaten down by life. And we're going to go more into that in this episode. This episode is all about how I healed my relationship with myself. And this is at the basis of healing anything. Um, you, you are the star of the show whether you like it or not. Like a lot of us like to pretend like we don't matter or that other people matter more, our kids matter more, our marriage matters more, the way our house looks matter more. And we get put on the back burner. And we hear it all the time. It's so cliche, like you got to fill your cup first or you can't pour from an empty cup or you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. But we're going to go way deeper in this episode on actually what that means and why it actually is so important and why it's so important to understand how powerful you are. So I'm so excited. We're just going to hop right in. So without further ado, let's go. Okay, so as always, I'm going to give you guys some backstory on how any of this really happened because I'm going to be speaking from my experience. That's all I can speak from. I'm not a trained psychologist, doctor, nothing. I strictly just have my own experience. And that's what I always speak from is my personal experience. And then 
the hours and hours and hours and hundreds of hours I've done reading books and taking classes on personal development and healing trauma and all of that. So just so you know, that's where I'm speaking from. So it's very much my personal experience. But through doing the work of working to help people heal food addiction or to overcome other things like depression, anxiety, and stuff like that, I always find myself wanting to talk about the mindset part because we can learn all day about what food to eat, what not, what food not to eat. We can learn all day about ingredients. We can learn all day about the food industry. We can learn all day about, you know, how depression works in the brain and the science of it and dopamine, all of it. And it's such good information. And we'll have a lot of that here too, um, because it's super empowering to have that knowledge. But if we don't work on our minds and the way that our minds work and our beliefs and the way that we feel about ourselves, um, none of it will be sustainable, in my opinion, is what I find. Because you can have all the knowledge. And how many times have you thought to yourself or have you been told? Because for me, myself, I went to a therapist when I was about 18 and at that point, I was already on antidepressants and I was still struggling with depression. And the therapist told me after I got done talking and talking and talking and talking, she was like, well, it sounds like you've got it all figured out. So like, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> and I was like, well, isn't that the magic question? I was hoping you could help me with that because that's where I have been for most of my life. It's like a constant knowing what I need to do, knowing what would be best for me, but then never actually taking that action or not taking it more than a couple times or not taking it consistently. And what I'm finding is, is that I, until I did that work on myself, I wasn't able to create lasting change. I wasn't able to lose weight and keep it off. I wasn't able to show up differently in my relationships. I wasn't able to make money. I wasn't able to show up on the internet and be myself because there was just something missing. And for me, that was healing my relationship with myself. And I so badly want you guys to be able to heal your relationship with food. And I want you to be able to stop drinking alcohol if that's something you want to do because that's something that I talk about. I want you to be able to be the mom you want to be or the wife you want to be or the friend you want to be. I want you guys to have the life that you desire. And if you're here listening to this and if you watch my content, I talk about it all the time. Like the very first thing I did was heal my relationship with myself. So when I think about like the timeline of, okay, how can I help someone to lose weight? Or how can I help someone to choose better foods? Or how can I help someone overcome depression? Well, we get to work with the stuff that most people want to avoid. And that's you. <laughs> what are those deep rooted beliefs that you have about yourself? I'll tell you what mine was. And it still shows up. And this, this is not to say that any of this stuff is ever going to go away. The point of this is, is that we want to make friends with it and understand how to kind of master it when it does show up. So that's definitely a disclaimer. 
like these limiting beliefs and these feelings, like I'll tell you my story that unconsciously runs in the back of my head. It's I will never be good enough. So why even try? (laughs) And that has shown up in my life literally my whole life. And it still shows up some days or some moments. And that I will never be good enough is rooted in unworthiness. And I just want you to stop for a minute and think, like, do you have a similar thought to that? And it and it's not a conscious thought, right? It's not like I'm constantly thinking in my head, I'll never be good enough, so why try? No. It's not actually saying that, like, verbally. I've kind of, I've looked at the results in my life, and then I've looked at the stuff I experienced at a young age and that's kind of the way that I summarize so if you look at the results in your life if you look at where you are now what your life looks like you're able to see what that story is and you're not just gonna like real like know it immediately if this is the first time you've done the work but if you've done the work um, and when I say the work I mean the work on healing yourself healing trauma, healing the limiting beliefs, healing your mind and your body and your soul because they're all connected, right? Like, and please know that. Like, if you're dealing with any physical ailment, everything starts in the mind and everything that happens in our mind and our body really is connected to our soul, that higher being, that higher self-awareness. Um because it wouldn't like we wouldn't even be here humans wouldn't have evolved if there wasn't some higher consciousness and whatever it is you connect to whether it's god higher self universe i use those um in interchangeably so whatever resonates for you that's what i'm speaking to because in the podcast i'll talk about that a lot like higher self universe god and that's that soul part of you. That's like that inner knowing. And anytime we feel a dis, anytime we feel negative emotion, or if we feel, if we just feel not good, um, it's often because we're disconnected from that source. So we're either disconnected from God or from our higher self or whatever you want to call it. And for me, learning that was life changing because it meant that, okay, it's not, I'm not bad or wrong or I'm not broken I'm literally just a little bit lost and when we are born we're literally born perfect and whole and complete like absolutely perfect and then life happens right and humans are meaning making machines so from the moment we're born we aren't verbalizing what we're thinking but we're thinking and we are not you know, we aren't thinking in plain English, but we are developing beliefs and ideas. And by the time we're seven years old, the basis of our beliefs about how the world works and how other people work are basically formed. So the work for me and the work I've gone through, I got to go back to, okay, well, what all happened before I was seven? And I invite you to do that. And I invite you to look at what happened then, 
did you experience trauma? And I don't care how dramatic it was. I don't even care if you don't even recognize it as trauma. Like just what happened? What was what was going on in the home? What were your relationships like? What were your parents' relationships like with one another? What were you exposed to? What type of TV shows did you watch? What type of food did you eat? You know, like just start thinking because it doesn't have to be like that you were abused or that you were neglected or that, you know, it doesn't have to be that serious. It could literally just be, you know, a way that your parents spoke or the dynamic between your parents or the dynamic between your parents and the family or the money, like whatever. It can be anything. So don't get too tied up in the severity or the lack of severity. It's really just what occurred and then what beliefs did you form from what occurred. And you won't be listening to this if there's nothing. <laughs> so I invite you to just look. So I, when I think about my story, my belief that I finally came to through years and years and years of searching for it, because I was always feeling like a disconnect. Like I, I remember experiencing extreme, extreme sadness as young as like five, six years old. Um, and that I would label it as depression. It was very low. It was very sad. And so I was always feeling that way, but I was also always trying to figure out a way to feel better. So I would say this has been like a lifelong journey for me, but up until about five years ago, the way that I was searching to feel better was to kind of like numb out and escape the pain versus try to fix it. And you know what? I did try to fix it. I did go to a therapist and it wasn't very helpful. So I kind of just wrote off therapists after that. But there are amazing therapists and therapy is everything. So find a good therapist and do it. Um, but I remember feeling that from a young age that's just depressed inside. So I was always, so how that manifested in my life was I was always seeking outside validation because if I can see now that my story was I'll never be good enough I was constantly seeking attention from boys was how it manifested in my life I was always seeking attention period so like I always wanted to make sure that everyone liked me so I started to pretend to be or I would just act as if the way that I thought I needed to act so that people would like me and accept me. And I did that all through up until high school. And that continued in high school because I was very, very, very hungry for attention from males, from boys. So I kind of wrote off the need for attention from female friends. <laughs> I decided to just become a bitch. That was my, that was my realm of protection. So I was always like in the quote unquote popular crowd, but that's not because of me. That's because that's just the standard that my family had set. Like, that's just what you do. That's just what you have to do to be loved and accepted. And this is, that's a very normal thing among many family dynamics. Like, you got to keep up with the Joneses. You have to put on this space. Like, we've got it all together, even though actually it's a fucking shit show behind the curtain. Like, who can relate to that? Who grew up in that? Where it's like, 
let's just not talk about the problems. Let's just pretend like everything's okay. Sweep it under the rug and it'll be fine. And guess what? It's not fine now. (laughs) And I do not fault my family or my parents or anything because that was their survival mechanism. That was what they were taught by their parents. And the only reason I can talk about this now is because I've done the work and I'm able to have compassion because nothing that happened, nothing that was said, nothing that was done was because of like me. So that's a breakthrough moment I had and I'll talk about in a moment. Like it had nothing to do with me. It was the pain and the suffering and the trauma that they experienced in their life and whatever beliefs they developed and whatever survival mechanism they had to step into to survive They carried that into the family dynamic dynamic that they created within our household. And that's what everyone has kind of done up until now. Now there's this this awakening, like our consciousness is awakening and we're realizing that the way we've been doing things emotionally is not good. It's damaging. So now we're like, it's this whole generation of we're breaking generational traumas and it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm so proud of you because this work is hard and it's deep. And it's scary and it's messy AF. (laughs) Maybe this podcast should be called Messy AF because the work is messy. So like going back and looking at your childhood is messy because at first, and I remember when I first started doing the work, I started back in like 2018-ish when I went to my first personal development seminar that my boss sent me to. Thank God for her um she poured a lot of time into my personal development and I will forever be grateful for her and that relationship that we had um but I had a breakthrough moment because I realized a lot about my childhood and that a lot of it had to do with my father like I blamed everything on my father my father was an alcoholic and when he would drink he would get angry and I blamed everything on him my depression my anxiety my worthiness issues like everything was my dad's fault and it was perfect because I didn't have to take any responsibility for my life it was like no my like my dad just fucked me up and everything's his fault and whatever and I I went into that personal development training saying like I just like am mad at my dad and it's my dad's fault and I'm totally fine with never having a relationship with him and like I'm finally free because I'm done trying to go there. And it's funny because within the first day of that training, I realized that was absolutely not the case for me because that was so much resistance that I had because I wasn't taking accountability and responsibility for my life. So maybe that, yes, that stuff happened. But now it's, I'm an adult and I can't blame him anymore. I cannot... It's not a powerful place to stand. So everything I'm saying, guys, is like it doesn't have to be true for you. You don't have to take all of this as truth and you don't have to apply it to your life. But imagine how powerful it would be if you started taking responsibility for your life in the here and now, because that stuff is, although it did happen and it was traumatizing and it was scary and it was sad and It sucks and you really want to be pissed at the people that hurt you and damaged you and all of that. It's such a powerful place to stand to choose to forgive and have compassion and understand that 
anything that happened to you had nothing to do with you, which sounds insane at first. But that's an aha moment I had with my dad. Like, holy shit. He didn't do that stuff to me because he was a POS or because he's an a-hole. He did it because he was hurting and he was trying to escape the pain of his reality. And he created this armor of protection for whatever reason. I honestly don't even know what his childhood was like, but he created that so that he could survive. And a lot like this world is not created for us to thrive. He was working like super hard. He was a a blue collar working middle class guy. And why would you not want to drink yourself numb? Because he wasn't living the life that he wanted. He was just trying to like provide for his family. And that might trigger people. Like if you're if you feel yourself getting triggered that me saying like, have compassion for the people who have hurt you I get it and it's okay like if you're not there yet that's fine and I also invite you to look at how freeing and powerful because you're taking your power back when you decide that you don't want to be mad at them anymore and this doesn't mean that you have to have a relationship with people that have hurt you it does not mean that it just means that you get to free yourself from the chains of giving them your power because if you are choosing to be to continue because in the moment that you experienced that trauma or abuse you were a victim of something right but if you carry that story that I'm a victim with you you will continue to be a victim you will and if we talk if we look at the law of attraction here um whatever you think about you bring about whatever you believe to be true will manifest in your life because of physics if you believe something then the law of attraction is always working to give you whatever your energy is spent on whether it's like physically active working on or thinking about they're going to the law of attraction sends you um like events or people or things that happen in your life to kind of Um, prove that you're right so that's when you get to get really (laughs) careful about what you're thinking about and a lot of times if you haven't woken up to this yet you're on autopilot you have created whatever your survival mechanism is whatever your armor of protection is and you've created this when you were a child and I want to talk about the other spectrum of (coughs) excuse me I experienced not extremely severe trauma and not not severe trauma it was kind of like in the middle and I get to grade that however I want and you guys will grade yours however you want but I'm not even kidding you you could have you could have experienced something so quote-unquote minimal like a little girl on the playground told you that she didn't want to play with you because your sweater was ugly and in that moment you could have decided that you have to always dress in a way that to make sure that everyone will like you. So it could be so minimal. Or your mom could have said, Stacy, you need to lose weight. So now your whole life, it's like, my mom's only going to love me if I look like this. It could be, and I'm not saying that's minimal. That's absolutely traumatizing and damaging. But you might be thinking, well, I didn't experience such intense trauma. So like, 
I don't think it matters. Like, I'm fine. But if you see the results in your life not being how you want them to be, then you're not fine. Like, you're just don't be okay with just being okay. Because, like I said, we are born perfect, whole, and complete. We are born powerful as fuck because that is how our creator made us to be. And then life happens and we get beat down and beat down and beat down and beat down. And we decide, well, this is just the way that life is. I just have to survive. If you are in survival mode, you are not living. And this is why it's so important to heal your relationship with yourself. So for me, because I lived with this story that I wasn't good enough, I was constantly attracting people and relationships and circumstances to prove that I was not good enough. I dated piece of shit boys and men that constantly confirmed that I wasn't good enough. I tell this story all the time, but a boyfriend in high school, I was 15, told me that I wasn't attractive to him anymore because I needed to lose weight. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you for solidifying the story that I carry that I will never be good enough, right? I attracted that into my life. And that is taking insane accountability for being the creator of your reality. And it would be so easy to look at me in that moment as a victim. And I kind of still can because I was so unaware that that's what I was doing. But now that I'm aware of it, I am powerful. I didn't know I was powerful then. I didn't know I was attracting those people and circumstances to me. I've constantly attracted money issues to myself throughout my life because I believe that I'm not good enough. So why would someone who's not good enough be financially stable? Of course they won't be because you have to be a good person to have money or to make money and to earn money. So another situation would be food, right? So constantly feeling like I'm not good enough, that I'm going to treat my body as if I'm not good enough. And it's not in the moment that I'm like, I don't like myself, so I'm going to go binge on Dairy Queen blizzards. No, it's like this, this subconscious back of the mind not good enough, so why bother? So it's like, okay, I know that I shouldn't get that Dairy Queen blizzard because I know I don't feel good after I eat it, but it's the subconscious back of my mind story is that I'm not good enough, then I'm going to continue to treat my body as if I'm not good enough. And it's not, it's usually not conscious until you wake up to it. So you might be listening to this episode and you're like, holy shit, this is something I'm doing that is confirming my story. So I want to try something different. And this is when it, where we bring in the whole idea of healing your relationship with yourself. Because if you have those sort of um, patterns in your life of self-destructive behavior, so like for me, this is an, here's another like element of it is when you feel not good enough or if you feel unworthy or if you feel like people always let you down. So let's talk about some common stories. Not good enough, not worthy. People always let me down. Um, people are just out to get people. You can't trust people. That's a super common story. Um, so we'll go with those. Can't trust people. I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. Or people always let me down. Those are some super common stories. And that is a super unhappy 
belief to have, right? Because like we said, if that is your belief, then you're going to attract things into your life that confirm that belief. That is the basis of how the universe works. It's physics. It's you can't prove it wrong, right? Because if if you look at your life and you look at your beliefs and then you look at the results, if you can accept and believe the fact that you do create reality, that your thoughts attract your personal reality, then that's it can't be proven wrong. So if you can look at that, look at the results in your life, you can see, okay, this makes sense. Like, no wonder that these are the types of guys I always attract. Or no wonder that I I can't get ahead on my bills. Or no wonder that my friends seem to walk all over me all the time. So as scary as that is to realize, because it's like, wow, okay. For me, this is what it was like. It was like, okay, cool. So now you're telling me that I have to take responsibility for all of the fucked up shit in my life? Like, I don't want to do that. It was way easier to just blame my parents or blame the government or blame the parents of the world or blame the men that are just assholes. It's way easier to just be mad at them than to, than to look within and take responsibility for it. It sucks. It sucks in that moment when you realize, oh, shit, this has everything to do with me. I can't blame people anymore. That's what it was for me. And I was mad. I was like, wait, but I am a victim. This, no, you're lying. Like, no, I was a victim. I am a victim. Shitty stuff happens to me. I would never, ever, ever attract this stuff into my life. Are you kidding me? You're this is not true. This can't be true. I would never attract such horrible things into my life. Well, no, you would not do it on purpose, Bracey. You would never deliberately choose to have a boyfriend that treats you like shit. You would never deliberately choose to be a food addict. You would never deliberately choose to put yourself in unsafe situations. But because of that unhealed trauma that, that had you create these beliefs about yourself and about the world, you are unconsciously attracting these things into your life. And that, as soon as you have that awareness and as soon as you can accept it, for what it is, as soon as you can stop judging yourself for the decisions you've made, as soon as you can have compassion for yourself. And when I say compassion, I mean putting yourself in the shoes of the person that you're having compassion for. So in this moment, you are meeting yourself where you were at and you're meeting yourself where you're at now. And healing your relationship with yourself has everything to do with forgiving yourself for any decisions that you've made, any, any relationships you've put yourself in, any, anything that you're currently exposing yourself to that is not in alignment with your higher self, that is part of the process of healing your relationship with yourself. What else is part of the process? It's, it's doing the work. It's finding a therapist finding a training, finding a seminar like the ones that I went to, reading books and digging deep 
into what those core beliefs are. And why it's messy is, is because you, you go back in time to try to remember and you get mad at the people in your life that, that um, exposed you to the trauma. You get mad at yourself because why would I attract that stuff to myself? How could I be so dumb? How could I be so stupid? How could I be such a bitch? How could I be such a whore is what I told myself. God, you're just such a lazy little bitch. You're such a lazy bum. Like, those are the things that I would tell myself. That is not a healed relationship with self. That is not acceptance. That is not forgiveness. That is not love. That is not compassion. That is judgment and that is hate. And that is, that is just unkind. And if you can just have compassion, if you can just say, I understand why I made those decisions because I was merely just trying to survive. I built this, this armor around myself to protect myself because I didn't want to feel the pain. I didn't want to remember what it felt like to, to be told that I'm not good unless I am this way or to be told that, that life is hard or to be told that money doesn't come easy or to be shown that you need to pretend like you're someone else to be accepted. That's hard and that's messy, but that's part of the work. And you know what happens if you don't do the work? You find other ways to make yourself feel better because at the end of the day, we are spiritual beings. We are energetic beings. And where we always desire to be um, vibrating is at a level of feeling good. So humans will do whatever it takes to feel good and we will take the path of least resistance. And because we are taught that we are spiritual beings and we always have access to that perfect, holy, complete love that we have access to, we aren't taught that, that's kind of beaten out of us. We, we look for the path of least resistance. So for me, my path of least resistance was finding boys to make me feel like I was worthy. So that, that showed up in being super sexually active at a young age because that's what boys like and that's what boys want. It came with drinking because when I drank enough, I was able to be free to be myself. And I didn't have to think about all of the, the shitty ways that I felt about myself. And then it had me exploring with other drugs because the drinking just wasn't good enough anymore. The sex wasn't good enough anymore. It wasn't fulfilling the thing that I was looking for. So then I started experimenting with drugs and it caused me to be super um, uh, irresponsible with money. So I'd spend money looking for ways to feel good. So that's when addiction shows up. It's because we're just trying to feel good. And that's the path of least resistance because we don't know how else to feel good because we don't know the goodness is inside of us within us, above us, around us, because we aren't good enough. So how could we ever like seek a good feeling within us if we don't even feel worthy? So then addiction happens because although you're looking for a way to feel good through these behaviors or substances, because eating is a behavior as well, right? You're, you're trying to feel good by eating the donuts or by eating the blizzard or by drinking the fucking vodka out of the bottle like I did when I was 
16 or by smoking the weed or doing the other recreational drugs or taking the Xanax, you know, whatever it is, you're just trying to feel good. So don't be mad at yourself because all you want to do is feel good. But if, but when you start to realize that you're not feeling good from those things, it's time to start doing some soul searching, girl. As soon as you notice that you're being a slave to those behaviors and substances because you don't even feel normal without them, even though they don't even make you feel good anymore, that's an addiction. If you're doing something in an effort to feel good or to feel better or to escape that has negative consequences on the other side of it, that's an addiction. And you're not going to fault yourself because your human desire is to feel good. And I'm here to tell you that the one way, the one way, the only way to actually, genuinely, authentically feel good is to heal all of that shit that I just talked about. So you're going to you're going to find a therapist or you're going to find a course or you're going to find a book for me. The course I went through is called um, Redesign Trainings, and I'll put the information in the show notes here. Um, And it's a very, very deep dive into healing trauma, exploring, finding out what those limiting beliefs are, those stories, those meanings that you made up about yourself and the world, and writing a new story. That's all that it's about. And that is what I was seeking therapy because we made up these stories, right? Because we're meaning making machines. We made up the stories. And guess what? Now that you're aware of all of this, you have the power because you are powerful. You have the power to create a new story. You have the power to create whatever story would actually serve you. Because whatever story you have now, if you're not living a life that you're happy with or proud of, if you're not waking up every day excited to live life, And there's very few people that I know that are. It's a very, 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 very sad thing. And I don't feel that way every single day. I'm still doing the work. The work often never ends. But the the goal is, is to have less and less and less of those down feelings and more and more and more joy. So if you're not waking up with that joyous feeling more times than not, then there is some story running in the background that you're either unaware of or that you refuse to look at. And if you want your power back, and if you want to heal, and if you want to get out on the other side of food addiction, alcohol addiction, social media addiction, sex addiction, gambling, spending too much money, whatever yours is, you get to do this deep work to heal those stories and write a new story. Write a story that I am perfectly made. I am powerful as fuck. I am creative as fuck. I am passionate. I love myself. I'm confident. I am loving. Those are the stories that we want to lean into, but you cannot lean into those if you don't do the healing work. So like I was saying, you you can do therapy. You can find trainings. You can read books. Some of my favorite books is How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. 
um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Those were some of the very first personal development books I read and they changed my life. One more is um, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakiani. I'll say those are my top four for like newbies getting into personal development. Listen to podcasts. Um, start consuming content on social media that's actually serving you and building you up and helping you to create the life of your dreams. Because I'm here to tell you that you deserve to have whatever life you want. And if food has a hold on you or if your negative thoughts have a hold on you, if your um, abusive relationship has a hold on you, if your negative financial situation has a hold on you, I am proof that you can get on the other side of it. Because I lived as a victim for 20, let's say 26 years. And those years were absolutely miserable. And I do not want you living that way anymore. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you are. You always have access to that part of you. But you have to open yourself up to it. That's all. That's literally all you have to do is be open to the healing and you will attract people like the only reason you even were invited to listen to this podcast right now is because you have opened yourself up to the work and then you found it found its way to you people will start coming to you um opportunities will start presenting themselves to you as soon as you put out that you are open to doing the healing work because guys, the law of attraction works both ways. Yes, when you have the story that you're a victim and that bad shit happens to you and you're not worthy and you're not good enough and the world is out to get you and people are out to get you and you're always just dealt shitty stuff in your life and it's just always bad and money's hard, you're attracting things that confirm those stories. But guess what? When you have the story that you want to heal and you're committed to healing and you're dedicated to healing the stuff and you're dedicated to living a joyous, abundant life, you will attract people and opportunities to you to confirm that those things are true. It works both ways. And you are the creator. And you have attracted yourself to me, someone who's done the work, who's doing the work, who continues to do the work, and is telling you, be open and everything that you need to come will come. The awareness is there. So guess what? The hardest part's done. Because as soon as you have awareness, you are officially disconnected from that ego reptilian brain that wants to keep you safe. You are now a higher consciousness. You have gone up a level of consciousness now because you have the awareness. So congratulations. <laughs> You've made it. You've made it to the other side. You're awake. You've woken up from this um, lower level of consciousness that a lot of the world is residing on so welcome welcome to the other side it doesn't make you any better than anyone else you are just aware and it's beautiful and I'm here for you and I'm proud of you and I'm so excited to see what you guys thought of this episode and um you know what happy healing it's not easy always it's hard work and I honor you for doing the work and you are a light in this world and don't forget that if there's any any glimpse of hope within you then you're gonna make it and it's 
it's not not every day is perfect but if you're just continuing to do the work it'll happen i'm signing off and we will talk soon guys so much love to you you are beautiful you are powerful and you are worthy